Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. I am Drew. I am Jeff. Oh, I'm Anne. Ha- <laughs> Perfect take. Uh, Anne is our special guest for this evening. Uh, Anne is my girlfriend. Full disclosure. Um, but uh, she shock, also has a history. <laughs> she also has a history of the young ones, and she's joining us tonight for the episode Nasty, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, kind of to start us off, um, Anne, when did you first encounter the young ones? Um, I was probably like 16 or 17 in San Diego, and I didn't have MTV, but my friends did, and we would watch 120 minutes, and often they were on right after 120 minutes, or something like that. I mean, I can't remember, it's a long time ago, because we're old, but, um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I first saw them. Well, I yeah, I think that's pretty much the same situation as me, except it sounds like you were staying up to watch it, and I was going to bed and letting the VCR record it. Because I was a nerd. Yes. Yeah, well, I didn't see it till college when I was watching your tapes of, uh, <laughs> of it. So, like, no, that's not a nerd. That's just me being pathetic, but yeah. Um, so, and what did you think of this show when you first saw it? I can't remember what episode I was watching or anything. I just remember it was all Vivian. Uh, and then it was Rick Meall, too. Both <laughs> of them together were just like comedy gold for me. And I think because mm-hmm. they were the most over the top. Like, I I barely remember that other dude. Like, I don't even remember his name. The, like, weird slutty, <laughs> slutty there guy. There were two other ones. Yeah, the, the weird slutty guy. I remember Neil, but I didn't remember the weird slutty <laughs> weird guy, slutty right? Guy. I don't remember what his name is. Tony? I don't remember. That, that, <laughs> I think we should call him Tony from now on. Tony. <laughs> he looked like a Tony. He seems like so a that's, hey, Tony, <laughs> take a hike. <laughs> that So that is Mike. Um, and then the other one, the hippie, do you remember his name? I said Neil. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, so you remember Neil. Right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you remember it. I mean, I With think... With some crockery uh, mixed in, yeah. So did you just randomly happen upon it? Like, 120 minutes over, you were hanging out with your friends, and then this came on, you're like, what the heck is this? And you watched it, or had you heard of it? What was the deal there? Yeah, it was um, It was basically, it came on. We'd be, like, staying over at each other's houses and stuff. And uh, that's when I saw it. All right. Well, uh then eventually you made your way to uh, the college that we all went to, the university that we all went to. Um, we can say the name, right? We won't get sued out of existence. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably not. Have we said um, it before? That's okay. I don't think we have. That's fine. I will say the name and you can edit it out. It's the University okay, here we go. of. <laughs> all right. Univers- cool. University of Rochester. <laughs> Yes, that's where we all went uh, in glorious Rochester, New York. Um, so, I mean, just to sort of like set up the scene, um, <laughs> I think Anne tells this best, the story of, of when she met Jeff and me in rapid succession. Well, I mean, I met you and... I'm drinking Jirambui and I'm not drunk enough for the story, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, I met, I met you, Drew, in, in poetry class, but like we hadn't talked. Oh, that's right. right that's yeah. when I saw you and I was like... Dude, that guy's sexy. Um, and then... Pardon me, let me take a <laughs> She had her hair in front of her face the whole time. That's why she couldn't really tell. Exactly, oh, yeah. Very, no, very right, goth, fair. right? 
That's fair. I, I look great through obscuring <laughs> hair. Well, so the first time Damn, I, I, should have tried I that. saw Jeff, um, I went to Drama House's uh, front door and knocked <laughs> on it because <laughs> I had heard there was a theater interest group. And I was like super into theater at that point. And I walked, I knocked on the door and this guy is wearing shorts and a shirt and these tube socks. Are they tube socks? Like with those white athletic <laughs> socks or whatever. Did I have tube socks? Oh yeah, you did. All, all my, what they all my socks. Were oh, white. Yeah, and they I went up to like socks. your calf, and I was like, "Wow." They did not go up to they my calf. They totally did, Jeff. They were like pulled up. I don't know why, <laughs> but so you answer the door <clears> and you're just like this ball of like effervescent energy, and like I was. Yeah, where the hell did that right, go? I was I was completely like freaked out. I mean, like I think if I had been a little more freaked out, I would have turned and ran. But like I was like, okay, this dude's friendly. It's okay, you know, to myself and and you just talked to me and I was like, dude, people are talking to me. I'm like, this is awesome. And then eventually I shut up, but mostly I talked at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty Yeah, sure that. yeah, that was <laughs> it. But um it was awesome, but you were like I don't remember what we were talking about but i know that i was talking about being like interested in what you guys do and i think that's why you took me up to talk to drew and of course in like pure drew form he's sitting on this like throne with a, a freaking oh god was freaking, it the throne from black yes, mirror a freaking goblet like filled with some kind of liquid and his hair's like long and he's all like sultry and i'm like oh my god all right, so there, there was this show that was put on. I'm trying to remember. I thought it was my freshman year. Drew, you weren't even in school yet when, when Black Mirror came out, right? Or That's was, right. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Black, it was your freshman year. Black Mirror is my freshman year, and so I, I was not directly involved in it, but I, I knew plenty of people. I was not in Drama House yet, and yeah, there there was this. I mean, and it was about the most pretentious piece of crap that you could possibly believe uh, uh that you possibly think of all i can remember was our friend kent repeating one of our favorite lines from that uh you know oh my blood red passion i mean like you know it, it's for people that think that um that 50 shades of gray is is deep um and it, alicia if you're listening sorry well i i'm sure she's she's grown as a as a writer since then i guarantee you um <laughs> but uh but, you know, and it was actually, you know, I hadn't experienced much goth stuff or something like that at that time anyway. So it was fascinating to me, like in, in a, it's the, I know this is a train wreck, but it's an interesting train wreck. But at any rate, um, so we ended up with the throne from that show that was sitting on um, on the, the third floor, the, main, uh, the top floor of Drama House in the, the main common room. And um, that was a favorite sitting place of a, of a bunch of people, actually. And so... Uh, um, but uh, I wonder if, if so, anybody listening to this actually has a tape of Black Mirror Games. I would kill <laughs> to see it again. Um, I, I'm, I, I would be drinking, and there would be lots of um, MST3K stuff involved. But um, I would kill to see that show. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it once, but the tape was not very good, and it was hard to kind of get a sense of, of what was going on. But I have read the script. Um, and at that time of my life, it was... Uh, it was the stuff. I really uh, <laughs> I, like. I that was do, that was definitely my zone at, like, at that point. Like in if time. I could see that right now, I would do a back to back between that and the room. Oh my god! All yeah. right, so um. <laughs> so that all of that is really just a background to why there was a throne in our uh, 
in our lounge area on the third floor of Drama House, which was the throne from that show. And it was pretty comfortable to sit in. So I would sit <laughs> in it. Uh, the goblet is entirely my fault, however. Um, yeah, that was me in college, I guess. Um, yeah, so you met us both. And for some reason, you still wanted to live in our dorm, which is <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could see facial expressions I mean, right now. I mean, once <laughs> you left, I was, I, I peaced out, too. But, you know. It, yeah, it was full yeah. of experiences. It certainly was. Uh, we could probably talk about a lot of them, but we do actually have a topic for uh, tonight's show. No. Um, <laughs> because oh, <laughs> fine. Introduce another topic. Go ahead. So, what topic did you have in mind, Drew? <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, tonight we are going to be watching Nasty which is, uh, to all intents and purposes, the Halloween episode of The Young Ones. And in it, as you'll see, uh, the boys acquire a VCR and, uh, uh, how can I describe it, um, a tasteless film of some sort. What's and, a VCR, um, Drew? <laughs> video cassette recorder. So uh, it's a thing that you were able to record television and movies on back in the day. It was like a DVR if anybody still knows what that is, except that it was tape. Uh, fragile, annoying tape. So, where was I going with this? Oh, so yeah, so they, they have this stuff. And the interesting thing about this episode for me is at the time, it was a bit of a revelation to me that, you know, if, if this were taking place in the U.S., the tape they would have gotten would probably be porn. Uh, <laughs> but in, in Britain, for some reason... Uh, the, the violence is almost as bad as sex when it comes to things that you want to censor, apparently. Um, and so uh, it's, it's probably like a really graphic horror film that they have, which uh, in the States would be nothing. Like, kids would get to rent that all the time. So uh, kind of in honor of that, I, I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk about our early experiences as kids, seeing scary movies, um, how we reacted, what they were, and all that sort of thing. Um, and as the guest, why don't you uh, why don't you go first? So we're talking about um, like horror movies that we went to see with like with our parents. Uh, I guess start with what was the first scary movie you remember seeing that you that you recall oh my God. seeing? Well, Poltergeist actually. Ah, um, okay, that was where my first very first nightmare came from. And that, I don't know how old I was, but I definitely saw it in the theater. So I probably five or something. And I remember having a nightmare that night of like coffins and like people, like dead people in my, in my living room and like all this crazy stuff. And oh I've gosh. never forgotten it because it was so scary. Hmm. But um, yeah, that was the first one. All right. And I, uh, I remember you mentioning you had a story of sort of mis mistaken identity of horror films as well. Oh, yeah, our, our neighbor. Uh, how old were you when that <sighs> happened? Shoot. I, well, you probably have to just go and find out when those movies were out. Um, oh, this was in the it, theater. Yeah, this was in the theater. So our, oh. our neighbors were like, hey, do you want to go see a movie with us? And I'm like, okay, cool. 
And I believe she said, we're going to go see the Goonies. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Hmm. I'm going to go see. I've never seen it before. <laughs> I heard good things. And then it turns out we went to see the Ghoulies. Completely different. <laughs> and it was freaking scary. <laughs> there was aliens or whatever, monsters in the toilet. And it was gory. And it definitely was not what I expected. Uh, amazing. <laughs> no Did you have nightmares from that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I probably laughed a lot because it was ridiculous. <laughs> ah, okay. You're one of those laughers at horror movies. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, Jeff, what was the first horror movie or scary movie you remember seeing? Well, it's funny, you know, I, I didn't see them in theaters for many, many years. I mean, I do remember um, freshman year of high school when the last day of class in woodworking of all of all uh, places that uh, the teacher pulled out Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, and and uh, what? And, and we started watching bits of that. Yeah, on the, the very last what? period of the very last day of class. Yeah, go figure. Um, I mean, I, what? Can, I yeah, I I can tell you, I can tell you, and, and this is this is a a like the first time I remember being frightened by something horror related, which was not a film, which was um, I was six years old and. Um, we had gone to visit my, my grandmother in New York, who's about two and a half uh, hours away from where we lived. And on the way back, we visited uh, some friends of the family, and they had two kids that were about my age. And we got stuck there because there was this flash snowstorm, basically, and we got stuck at their place. And so they pulled out some makeshift beds, and so we ended up sleeping there, and I couldn't sleep. And so um, they, the room that I was in had... Um, uh, had uh, a library, and so I picked up a book that was sitting there, and it was Dracula. And I sat there and read through a good portion of that book at, like, you know, mm -hmm. 2 a.m., and, like, I remember getting... I mean, there are bits where I, like, skipping... I skipped to the end to make sure, okay, they do kill him, right? Uh, and, and, like, then there, there were bits I had to go back and read multiple times just to make sure. And there were certain things, you know, like the Christian allegory, I wouldn't know. I mean, I was... I wouldn't have gotten any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, that freaked me out to no end. And there was no way I was sleeping that night at all. And, and like, I remember with the snow outside that there was, like, this ghostly pallor that just streamed in from the, the windows, which did not have curtains, by the way. So uh, um, you wouldn't picture snow being that scary in that regard. But I remember being severely, severely freaked out by that. And I apologize if there's any, like, random sounds happening over here because we have one very curious cat oh boy yeah we may have a fourth guest on this podcast before long we'll see what happens tristan so what I... was your scariest movie <laughs> oh man i he he goes after the tv when we watch things so we can't watch things on it anymore i don't know mm -hmm. if he thinks there are people in there or what's going on with him but he's you know, just you know, cats know, like, my, my childhood cat, um, I was 14 when I ran Contra happened, and I remember my, uh, there was this big, long dresser in my parents' uh, bedroom that was, uh, and the TV was basically, uh, like, one end of the dresser, and the cat would walk along the dresser, and I remember that she would be up at the edge of the dresser, staring at the TV, or trying to block the TV, because, of course, you know, that's what cats do before you have a computer, you block the TV, right? I mean, however cats want to do it and like 
Jad would get so mad when like Ollie North would appear on screen, and the cat picked up on that. So like whenever Ollie North's face would would pop up, the cat would swat the TV screen. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I've seen it. So. I, I don't think that Tristan is that politically aware, but you never know. I don't know. know. I've seen a cat. I saw a video of a cat doing that with like Trump on the screen, <laughs> smacking it, and I'm like, <laughs> this is a great video. If my cat was uh, was around nowadays, I'm sure that's what would happen. Absolutely. So I have several different uh, scary movie stories from my childhood. So first of all, I mean, it's weird that for someone who was kind of quasi goth later on in life and and generally likes spooky things, I'm not like a big, gory, Halloweeny kind of guy. Um, like I don't love horror films even though I've, i feel like i've seen a lot of them it's a weird relationship but because uh, halloween used to terrify me when kids would come to the door in masks i was just screaming and crying i remember my story um, now but wait till you're finished <laughs> of course you do <laughs> i said i go was ahead going i to. haven't really launched into about indian minds so oh all ahead. right so i had um i had braces and i had headgear and uh it, which is scary enough on its own and i think i know where this is going really Okay, uh, and one night I um, I did not put my headgear on and I fell asleep, and I was reading a novelization of um, of a movie that I had just seen, which was Gremlins, and I had fallen asleep with the novelization on, on my on my chest, and you know, uh, and mom came in and to take the book away from me and to sit, tell me to put my headgear on. And she couldn't wake me up because I just started flailing. No, no, the gremlins will get me. The gremlins will get me. <laughs> I have no memory of this whatsoever, of course. But um, you know, okay, yeah, uh, it's not what I thought it was. I, I remember either in Poltergeist one or Poltergeist two. Uh, I think it's the girl's braces attacker or something. Oh uh, like no, I didn't see Poltergeist until many years later, actually. Yeah, well, same actually, but yeah. I somehow saw a clip. Anyway, uh, here's my story. So. Um, I think the first scary movie I must have seen was Frankenstein. Uh, and I vaguely remember seeing it. Uh, I think it was like in a school or something. They were doing a showing. I don't know what that was about, but I got to go to it. Uh, and the reason I remember that it's that is because I had a nightmare when I was a little kid about Frankenstein being in my room, like just sitting on a chair, eyes almost closed, just like, just waiting for me to make a move so he could come in and, you know, kill me because, of course, that's what Frankenstein does or his monster, whatever. Uh, huh. And I actually got a, a poem out of it later on, which I won't go into that story. That's uh, that's for another time. But, like, uh, it, it, it actually won an award. So If you read the poem, you scary, have to read it in Rick's voice. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, for many reasons. I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Um, so... Uh, you, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say you just reminded me of something about not so much a movie, but in terms of like one of my primal terrors as a kid. I used to sleep with my I used to sleep on my stomach with my nose tucked in between so that the bed was right up against the wall and my nose would be tucked into um, that little area in between and the blanket would have to completely cover me. And the idea was because I was afraid that something was going to get me if, if they didn't. And I got used to sleeping that way up to the end of high school, but I, I just couldn't fall asleep that way otherwise. But, like, um, I remember one night that, like, I don't remember if I had to get, go to the bathroom or something like that. And I, I had a heater at the other end of the room, and it had this eerie red light when, you know, it, the, the red light would be on until it hit the right temperature, and then it would, it would turn off. 
and like the it cast this pallor on like my closet and i remember getting up and looking at it and and noticing it for the first time the first time i ever noticed that and i froze because the idea being that like if i moved or if i blinked it was going to get me it was this red eye it was the eye of sauron or something looking at me and i just froze like a statue and stared at it it must have been i mean it felt like it felt like hours i'm sure it wasn't but because that's the sort of things you do when you're a kid and there's no logical reason for it whatsoever mm, yes uh, I'll tell my other horror movie stories pretty quickly because there's not much story really to them. Um, I, I think the first out-and-out out slasher film I saw, I think it was the first, uh, was at a friend's birthday party. It wasn't quite a sleepover, but it was kind of a late party, and we were watching two movies. The first movie was Dirty Dancing. So that was my first horror That's movie. That's a horror Just movie. Kidding. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was Dirty Dancing, whatever. And then the second movie was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, uh, which I was definitely not prepared for. But fortunately, at that point, I was like probably 11 or 12. So, you know, I was able to cope with it. Um, and then the last, the last one I remember is that uh, I used to read the novelizations of films a lot as a kid. I think we've mm -hmm. talked about that on here before. Um, so I read the book of Aliens before I saw the movie. And mm -hmm. then I also read the book of Alien before I saw the movie. And I watched, read them in that order. Um, but my parents didn't let me watch movies like that. Or I don't really know if they even explicitly forbid it. It was kind of just understood I wasn't going to watch our movies. Um, so the first time I saw Aliens was actually on like this school trip sort of thing where we were paired up with other kids and we slept over at their houses and that's how I got to see Aliens for the first time, which was pretty rad actually. Um, did your parents let you watch our movies or scary movies at all? Um, I don't know if they forbid. I mean, uh, first of all, keep in mind that you know we didn't have a VCR until after I graduated high school. So, and, and I did occasionally watch stuff at other people's houses, but I, I didn't, you know, I mean, VCRs were still fairly new, but even so, by the time I graduated high school, it was 91. I mean, most people had them at that point. Mom, mom felt like uh, if she did that, if we got that, then I would spend all my time in front of it. But, um, so in terms of like going to, uh, going to see it in a movie theater, I mean, I didn't go see that until I remember like Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which was like late 80s, early 90s or whatever. That was the first horror movie that I actually saw in theaters, I probably, you know, we didn't have HBO. I would view things through, you know, scrambled squ squiggly lines. I watched Star Wars that way like twice a day when that was showing on, on there. But um, so I, I didn't really watch a lot of scary movies. You know, there was like Sven Gullia showing like old, old movies from like, you know, the 60s or 70s or earlier or whatever. You know, I'm sure I saw like Vincent Price movies and things like that, you know, House of Wax and Fall of House of Usher and all that. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure I did. But um but that's, that's on a different level. I mean, really, as I mentioned, that Nightmare on Elm Street thing was a huge wake-up for me because I had never seen anything close to that before. Um, Let me make sure I didn't hallucinate when you were telling that story. Your teacher showed you Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. The, the, very the first one. Yes, the very last day of the very last... Uh, our, our very last class of the very last day, um, he pulled out a... Uh, a VCR and, and TV, and we watched the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street. And as I recall, yeah, there was some semi-nudity or something like that in there, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
your teacher showed you a movie about a child murderer in school. Yeah. I, that is amazing. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and did your parents let you watch scary movies or our movies in Here's general? Here's the weird thing is my parents were basically kids themselves when we were growing up. So they were all about the horror movies. They would take us to horror movies, but we would go to like drive-ins and they would mm -hmm. be like, okay, this is a scary movie. So you lay down and go to sleep and look the other way. <laughs> right? So all I could hear was screaming, people like shouting for their lives, you know, stabbing sounds. But you're not allowed to look. Not like allowed to look. In some but ways, that's scarier. It, it, like, you know, in a Hitch Hitchcock sort of way where they say that things that are implied or not seen in some ways are, are more frightening. That's, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, because we heard that. I mean, they were also the same people that like, if a sexy part of a TV show would come on, they would like, or if it was on like video or something, they would fast forward it or turn off the TV. So like, you know, oh. you knew what was happening. It's just, you know, trying in their way to, to not let us see those scary things or whatever. Oh, I'll name another movie that I saw on TV that I remember being like alternately attracted to and frightened of or whatever. I mean, if you've ever seen it and it's, it's schlock, but it's beautiful schlock. Uh, life Force. I life, knew you were going to say Life, life Force. Force. Really? So funny. Which is ba it's basically yeah. space vampires, and like I've read the book, and so like the difference of yep. how, how much it it diverges, and and it's a glorious train wreck. Um, early Patrick Stewart, um, Matilda May. It was cut for for hell, for um, cut to shreds for uh, the TV version because um, the Matilda May nude shots you were not going to show on TV, uh, but um, but. Yeah, that was so utterly freaky uh, in terms of the the effects, and and, um, and and I will say also that in terms of the um, uh, Henry Mancini TV theme, uh, movie theme, like I have to say, it's one of the great soundtrack themes of, of all time. Like beautiful science fiction piece on top on top of all that. Um, uh, but but yeah, it's it's it was it was a freaky, um, well, energy space vampire movie that freaked the hell out of me as a as a kid and they showed that on tv a lot yeah i taped it off tv and i remember being terrified by it too yeah. the whole vampire effects mm -hmm. good lord yeah i mean it wasn't just vampire it was the fact that you have this energy transfer and this person basically becomes this de desiccated corpse as the other one kind of reanimates um mm -hmm. and, and it's spreading from and, and done as a plague spreading from person to person so it was it was it was freaky. Um, I, I have to say, like I said, it was schlock, but it was brilliant, beautiful schlock, uh, for that matter. Um, I still adore that movie. And like I said, I, I, the, the theme songs bring me in so much. Like, you can have a mediocre movie, and if the theme song is beautiful and, and kick-ass, that goes a good part of the way towards things. And the, the music for that was spectacular. I actually I downloaded that music on, on iTunes, and I blare it occasionally in the car. I, uh, I, I love that music. Amazing. Well, speaking of music, <laughs> uh, uh, this is a terrible segue, but we're going to watch the episode. Yeah, here in I a suppose minutes. we should at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to point out yeah, that. Yeah, I have no idea how long this has been going yeah, on. Yeah, I want to point out that before we actually started 
this episode, we were saying, we were debating, I think, whether or not this was going to go long or how long it would we would take for something like this. And I predicted it would go a bit long. And, uh, and um, I was not wrong. And I don't care. Perhaps that's because I've been drinking. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you can edit this out, but I think you would be remiss to do that, frankly. Would I? Would I? I don't know. Again, I've been drinking. I'll, I'll <laughs> do it afterwards and be the judge. All right. Well, let me make sure. Does anyone else have any other horror film stories that they want to tell? No. Okay, let's watch the episode. <laughs> I, um, I, I once saw Highlander 2. Does that count as a horror movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> On that note, uh, this is a great time for you to get ready to watch the episode with us, those of you listening at home. Um, if you're not at home... I don't know how this is going to work for you. But anyway, go, go home. Your legally purchased DVD. Or, actually, it turns out uh, this is uh, available streaming in various places. I'm not going to endorse any single one of them, but uh, you can get it streaming, which is probably how you're watching it anyway, so you don't need me to tell you. Uh, we are going to get ready to sync up the uh, video. Oh, have we got to video? Episode? <laughs> that was what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So we're going to sync it up, and uh, we will count down from three down to play. So let us count down to begin the episode of Nasty. I'll say three, two, one, play, and on play, you press play, and you'll be totally synced up with us. Anna and Jeff, are you ready? Ready. Yes. People at home, are you ready? They said yes. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Ladies and gentlemen, death. He sounds more like John Cleese and less like William Sadler. Uh, these titles are great. I love them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Tony? <laughs> yeah, that's Tony. <laughs> Animation by Terry Gilliam. The ultimate in thingy. Who killed thingy? No one will leave the house. <laughs> That's a real Inspector Hound reference, in case you're curious.
Penis joke number two. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, oh, there they go. A little bit of trivia that will only matter to me and Jeff, but uh, the woman who comes up and talks to Neil is Miss Hawthorne from the Doctor Who episode, The Demons. There she is. Oh my. <laughs> is that a dead body she's taking in a wheelbarrow? Most oh likely. God. It's Terry Jones from Monty Python. I was going to say, more important. Oh, penis trick three. Peace. fascinating we finally got a python in the young ones but i'll save that commentary till afterwards Oh my god. Uh, there you go. I, I'm going to lose count. <laughs> that was four, yeah. I think. <laughs> Even worse than lentils. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. 
learning how to use a VCR. <laughs> yep. of the days when this was when this was the pinnacle of technology yep huh. <laughs> this is what happens when you buy an NTSC VCR in Britain oh my gosh I don't understand that joke. I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> I forgot about that line. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they cut the part where Neil was singing Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, uh, there was a rights issue. What the... I have never seen that oh before God. either. Well, now I know. Ladies where and gentlemen, Avenue Q. Well, I was thinking more Team America. Oh yeah. yeah, that too. Both of them. What what is wrong with us? That is really bizarre. Was Vivian doing that, or were they just doing it themselves? Uh, things in this house just do things by themselves. <laughs> inanimate objects. <laughs> I love that Cosmo? it's Cosmo. Mm -hmm. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> Try not to make so much noise when you read. Of his double take. It's once again. It's all in. The, it's all in the facial expressions. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> it's oh, a no, telly, you yabo. <laughs> it's a tarsta. <laughs> I've seen outtakes from the filming of this scene, too. Outtakes? Really? Yep. Outtakes how? Uh, they accidentally pants him. Oh, no. You'll see. And that's Stephen Frost and like these guys show up in several episodes. Mm-hmm. Were those the two guys that were in the the other episode they were trapped inside of a a boat or something and then they open the door and it's just water? No, they were cops oh, in that episode. Ones. Okay. Oh god, in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Stephen Frost, he showed up on um on the British Who's line. That's also the father from the cornflakes thing, I think, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a young, that's a, a Goon Show reference, Harry Seacombe. Is it? Yeah, he, f he fully pantses this guy in the <laughs> outtake. I'm just more excited about them mentioning Harry Seacombe. I mean, The Goon Show is a huge, huge... You know, that was one of the main influences on Python. They're all dead, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Two Million Maniacs was the name of that video. I wonder what Natalie Merchant would think about that. <laughs> Not enough maniacs. Mm. Oh, too many maniacs, actually. I mean, I believe 10,000 Maniacs was based on a... They, Horror movie. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. 
We're about to get to number five. Hmm. <laughs> Another Harry Seacum reference. <laughs> Oh Probably God. need a telephone sanitizer. <laughs> I like how Neil always <laughs> takes everything literally. I know. <laughs> and he's still holding the thing over his oh no <laughs> oh oh this is a there, weird episode joke. and that is the stiffy joke yeah is that the fifth, <laughs> fifth time yep I love this bit it's so dumb ah <laughs> oh, the budget for this episode <laughs> uh So, <laughs> so very true to all the characters. I love that. Mm -hmm. And we've seen him before, haven't we? I think so, but I don't remember who he is. Maybe it was from the last time I watched this episode. Oh, God. I know what it is. <laughs> I do. feel like I know what it is. A package will arrive in wrapping that reveals its contents. <laughs> oh, no. I think I was just assuming. I don't know why I love that bit so much. I feel like there should be one bit of underwear that's thrown. <laughs> oh, they didn't. Like, I love that Rick starts throwing it back at him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this reminds me of Howl's Moving Castle. In a weird way. <laughs> oh yeah. It's Italian. 
Acting out in the street. <laughs> I love how polite that was from Vivian. Right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the podcast could have been negative vibe merchants yeah i forgot about that <laughs> or negative reality inversion mm. <laughs> <laughs> nude. nude also vivian's face <laughs> oh. i love the fact instead of the um Ruby slippers. It's the the red sneakers that he's wearing. <laughs> I like when he snorts. <laughs> Transvestism. He's terrified. This is kind of sad. Well, not to mention the fact that, well, actually, they're not too close, or they're not too far apart in terms of height. <laughs> he said if anybody else, but Neil asked it I once know. before. He just he pulled off said the if window. It asked again. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> there were subliminal uh, images in this video. This several yes. episode. I forget what they are. I mean, we're only a podcast. My Bologna. We should know. <laughs> Well, that's the guy from the TV commercial, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we've seen him before, too. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that Chris Berry? I don't think so, but maybe. Oh, you may be right, actually. I think that's Chris Berry. Yeah. <laughs> he looks very baldricky. It's not yeah. Tony Robinson, although he's been on an episode of Blackadder, but... 
It's so weird to see him so excited over watching a slasher porn flick. <laughs> uh, he is in great form in this episode. French. Oh, really? Hey, yep. look at her. It's her second or third appearance. Well, it's her second. She shows, second. Up, she shows up again later, but. Who is she? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. For fast, quick, effective profits. <laughs> Not wrong. a drug company. Yep. Own a drug company. He's a troll. Oh yeah. no! Look at his hair. I'm amused that that commercial was on a um, VCR. Yeah, I know. I knew it. <laughs> yes. Hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the band. Who's who's the band? And probably the first time the I damned. ever heard the damned. Oh, was it the damned? Really? Definitely mine. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they hit the big time. Like I feel like this needs to segue into an episode of what we do in the shadows. Well, they certainly address like it. In particular, what is the name of the song? Uh, Video nasty. Mm-hmm. Get that microphone. I wonder if they wrote the episode based on the song. Knowing that they had booked the dam to do a mm -hmm. song in it? Maybe. He looks for a, um, uh, what's his name? Rock Me Amadeus. That fishbowl Falco. Oh, yeah. does not do him any, any favors. And a little bit of like Johnny Depp as, uh, in Dark Shadows. Mm, yeah. I wonder if they made up the song just for it. I was just speculating about that. Yeah. Rather than vice versa, like, they didn't name it after their song. Which came first, the episode of the song? We may never know. <laughs> what if we can Google that?
I still liked him better as a homicidal maniac. <laughs> and it's funny, the concept of a video nasty feels very prosaic now, quaint. It does a bit. Oh, those effects. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Those effects remind me of the, like, lip. Like, I feel like if I was born earlier, I could have totally been a rock star in the 80s because, yeah, anyway. <laughs> like you figure rick's look is brilliant and then it's the the little vivian yep i have to wonder if if aid improv that little cross <laughs> That's two episodes in a row where they do that, isn't it? I think so. I really don't know why the pot noodle attacks him. I don't think I've ever understood that. I bit. figured it had garlic in it or something. Oh, this is important. <laughs> 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 
Just wait till Jennifer Saunders shows up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, burn. Another Leonard Cohen burn. I love Rick's commitment. I know. Oh, Tony. Well, they appear to have used up the budget at this point, so they can't just turn them into <laughs> dust. Well, there's another reason, of course. Well, yes. Which is that he's the body they're burying. David Bowie, he's like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Excuse me, have you seen Wild Stallions? <laughs> oh, yep, Helen Atkinson Barry. Wood. And Chris Berry, yep. Who is Helen Atkinson Wood? Well, I mean, she's Mrs. Miggins in um, in Third Blackadder, but I don't know what she was in oh. this. What are you piss off, Deb? I don't suppose <laughs> that she was the other person in the Dawn French skit. I think she must have been. Yeah. Look, Ed Wooden. And I wonder to what extent that she's related to um, Rowan Atkinson. Hmm. Maybe not at all. Hmm. Uh, thank you. I BBC. mean, you know, we could do our homework before actually watching this episode, but no, of course not. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Well, that was nasty, everyone. That was nasty. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> have, we got, uh, have we got a DVD? <laughs> what did we think about this episode? It was, I mean, it was decent, of course. Like I said, there's no such thing as a bad Young Ones episode. But um, after 
the one-two punch of Bambi and Cash, it's not quite at the same level. Hmm. But I do enjoy the episode, regardless. And I what's your thoughts? I have zero kind of like um, film critic comments. The <laughs> don't worry, we the don't stuffed either. animals doing it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I my girlfriend, have, ladies yep, and gentlemen, yep. I should have guessed that. It makes total sense. I have no shame when it comes to well, ridiculous. I stuff. mean, as I said, when that happened, I've never seen that before. They must have cut that for American TV. That's interesting. Uh, so I, I did hear the sound of silence thing. Yeah, uh, where Neil grabs his guitar in the bath in the dark and starts singing "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." Um, but of course, that was cut on this DVD, presumably a rights issue, and. Uh, and they left in the, they left in the teddy bears doing it. If yes. you're watching this in some version that actually had Neil singing it, then I apologize because everything is completely out of sync from that point onward. But, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think I actually uh, hear you guys after I see a thing. Like you're a little bit behind in the episode. The magic of podcasting, everyone. Yeah. Uh, the sound is ever so slightly off, so I think I saw every joke slightly before well, I, I, I heard you two react to it. I mean, you can edit it in post, I assume. And and part of it is my reaction was a little bit slowed. I would say partially because of alcohol, but also there were some things I didn't think of until afterwards. But um, mm. No, no, you're probably right. Um, I so know there was one bit that I said I was going to mention afterwards, but I can't remember what the hell it is. So, oh, well. Well, maybe it'll come to you. So we've learned a few things about the boys uh, over this episode. This is a very character-revealing episode. Uh, we found out that uh, Rick really enjoys reading Cosmopolitan uh, for possibly a variety of reasons. Uh, we find out that Rick's only other outfit apparently consists of a dress, which, you know, it, that's fine, Rick. Not if just, that's your thing, not just I'm not judging. It's, it's a Wizard of Oz gingham gingham outfit which like i said neil was actually wearing red sneakers instead of uh, ruby slippers so i don't know if those amazing are, yeah um it, very wizard of oz um we also have learned that all four of them are virgins as of this episode yeah. which is kind I, of cute i i feel like you know I mean, that from the first freaking episode <laughs> yeah are Especially we really surprised whatever oh, no. his name is tony when Tony breaks out his like <laughs> blow up doll and all that stuff, so yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting though that um, like I feel like that puts an interesting layer on what happens when, as I mentioned, Jennifer Saunders shows up in a later episode. Yeah, which I think is the next episode. Actually, I believe so. Is that in? Was that part of six? I think so. It's it's been a while. Um, it's time. Oh, sorry, time. Yes, that's that's what I meant. I said. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that will be interesting when it happens because we've, we've definitely established here that, uh, all of them <laughs> were in mortal danger in that particular and, scene. And I, I will say that, um, it, spoilers for upcoming episode that it contains one of my favorite Rick looks ever. Um, but, uh, uh but this contains one of my favorite Vivian, um, moments ever, which is the fact that, you know, when they're all paused, when they're all staring at the camera looking surprised and of course Rick has the most rickish look on his face and you figure how the hell can you top that and then Vivian just does that little that little cross it's like a shark or something yeah basically it's just so, a whale it's just so I mean it's random Reaching. it's random and it's brilliant and I feel like that's something that they must have like 
done in rehearsals and just been like, oh my God, that's brilliant, keep it. I mean, it's possible they scripted that from the beginning, but it's just, I, I'm trying to remember because there, there's some other moment in TV that fits that to a T as well, and I can't think of what that is, but it's just, it's another case of it's just, it's just so random. It's it's so beautifully <laughs> bloody random. Uh, oh, you know, there was also the bit that I was, maybe this is what I was going to talk about, is, is um, all the references they have in this episode to Harry Seacombe, which would have gone way over my head when I first saw it, because... Uh, but uh, since then, um, you know, I have lots of episodes of The Goon Show on tape. The, the Goon Show, for those of you who don't know, was a uh, 50s um, British radio show which starred, um, among other people, uh, Peter Sellers, the man of a million voices, and, uh, and um, Spike Milligan, um, who's much more well-known across the pond, and Harry Seacombe, um, and, uh, and was in many ways the progenitor of Monty Python. They were the first ones to really break the fourth wall and, and in fantastic ways. It, it amazes me how ahead of time uh, that show was and to play with the medium, to play with the genre because this stuff was radio and stuff that could just be implied. And, and, um, and, and the Pythons were very much influenced by them. And so to have have a reference to Harry Seacombe and, and early British comedy in addition to having an episode which has Terry Jones I mean very much feels like a passing of the torch in its own own way and, and one brand of anarchism um, uh, uh, kind of uh, lighting its way to another um, and that's something I, I never would have realized before watching this episode right now Man, that is a lot of depth to come out of a scene with a dude pulling another dude's pants down <laughs> Well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, uh, again, I mean, that feels very, that feels very British comedy in its own way. I mean, yes. you know, uh, it absolutely does. The, 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 the fact that you can have something that's, that's both profound and profane and, and mundane at the same time, I suppose, just kind of typifies this to a T. So, yeah, the outtake I found from that scene that he actually gets his underwear, too. <laughs> this scene. All right. I'm going to be looking that up as soon as this as soon as we get off this podcast. Uh, and I, the funny thing is, I remember seeing that and like various other things in this episode and being a little bit uncomfortable about it. Like, uh, I don't know. It just seemed weirdly sort of. Uh, the whole thing just seemed weirdly sort of pervy to me at that age. Well, I was like, what, what is the deal yes. here? I mean, it is funny that we get to see quite a bit of time. Uh, occasionally we see the lads just in their underwear and it's, you know, very unglamorous shot. I mean, you know, when we get to sick in general, I think that's kind of done, uh, done to death, but it's just, you know, bits where I'm like, Oh God, look away. Like, I, I feel like, you know, more than anything else, you wouldn't see that particular thing in American uh, TV. It's just, it's yeah. It, it is odd that it's uncomfortable for us to uh, uh, to watch, and I don't know if that's just Americans or whatever. And it's just you know, I'm not covering my eyes, but it's, why is there that visceral reaction? It's very very strange. Well, it it happened to me. I think more when I was a like a young teenager, yeah, uh, figuring things out uh, versus versus now so much. But yeah, uh, it, were there any other parts of this episode that you liked, Anne? Um, I. I think I liked I, I like the I like the pratfalls of all of the episodes that I've seen of the young ones like where he pulls off the freaking whole window from the wall Vivian to mm -hmm. smash it over Neil's head. My, my 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 favorite little sight gag is the fact that that 
when the core doesn't reach, the fact that Vivian's response to that is to go outside the house and push the wall in. <laughs> like, that that's mm-hmm. something I never saw coming and is so bloody brilliant and, and so fits with the with the show to a T. Like, I... Uh, that 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 floors me utterly, utterly floors me every time I see it. I mean, I'll be <laughs> honest. I also like the dick jokes. They're really funny, and well. just ridiculous, especially the the you flower know, pot one with with Neil. I mean, like, how are you I, holding I that note, up? <laughs> you know, I, I want to note that, like, you know, I, I've done Commedia dell'arte and stuff like that, and and stuff that you know, 15th, 16th century Italian comedy or whatever, and, and it basically comes down to the fact that. Dick jokes are funny. They knew this 500 years ago. Shakespeare knew this, right? I mean, uh, um, dick jokes are funny. They will always be funny. It's just the way it is. <laughs> yes. So those were good. This was, I agree, this is a good episode for Vivian. Uh, a lot of uh, hilarious violence and explosions and things. Uh, and just random bits that you can't explain, like the the uh, the postman coming in and, and having this incredibly dramatic monologue uh, for what would otherwise be a bit part, and then you hear them uh, off stage telling stories from his uh, royal Shakespeare days like and it, that sort of thing. It feels very Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, you know. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that that's something that otherwise would be uh, just a little bit that all of a sudden takes center stage. It's it's uh, yeah, kind of brilliant in its own own way, and and I think very typical of the show uh, um, skewering certain institutions which again I go back to Python and and, and to uh, the Goon Show that they were very much about taking those sort of things and, and tearing them down yes yeah so and that's all <laughs> and that's all we have to say about that <laughs> uh, cool so uh, any sort of closing remarks about nasty uh did you like it did you not like it jeff i think you've kind of given your your assessment of of where it falls yeah i mean uh, i i haven't given my assessment of where it falls in all the episodes that we've seen so far but certainly in terms of the season um it's it is uh number three of three but um it's still even so a strong episode i still think it's better than probably half the first season episodes I think if I was to go back and figure out where to slot it in it is one of my favorite musical guests of course yeah um, and, and like I said whether or not they actually started with the uh, with the musical act and the song and then built the episode around it I wouldn't be overly surprised this was I think The Damned I think is the only band that's appeared on the young ones that I've seen live oh really yeah, they didn't do this song though, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, um, it's funny in terms of thinking about like which bands I would have heard of either when I first watched the show, or afterwards. I mean, it's funny that like I mean even, um, even being a child of the '80s, I was deprived. Uh, a lot of the stuff in the '80s I didn't pick up until the '90s, oddly enough, ahead of time. So like, you know, Dex's Midnight Runners, I, I I had heard Come On Eileen, but I wouldn't have picked that up as as Dex's Midnight Runners. Uh, um, until uh, until later on, even of course they perform, you know, Jackie Wilson said said in this episode. But like Madness is the only one that I would have recognized at the time. Motorhead certainly later on, um, and The Damned probably as well. Um, but it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like if you're going to list out the musical guests and the ones that you know either I'd heard of before time or the ones that still kind of exist, uh, The Damned is kind of in this middle tier. Like I mean, I feel like I, I feel like. Madness and, and Motorhead are ones that are still pretty much well known by whoever the hell you uh, 
you know, if you're going to stop the random person on the street, I guess, of, of a certain age or whatever. The damned is kind of there. They were, you know, they were they were known, but they weren't at the level of, of like a motorhead type of thing. But nor were they, you know, a, a um, uh, Amzulu or something like that. That I, I think people would, uh, people today still probably don't know who the hell they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you remember any of the episodes that you saw when you were watching them with your friends? Like, did you see this one back in the no, day? Well, I can tell you my favorite episode of all time. All time. Okay. It was one, the one where Vivian's pregnant. Have you guys already seen that uh, one already? We, we just okay, did so last he's time, pregnant yeah. with a yeah. fart. That was amazing yeah. to yep. me. Like that was actually the, the first episode that I ever saw. Yeah, yeah. it was so yeah. weird, but so funny, and like you know, th- there was there was a Red and Stimpy episode like that where Stimpy gives birth to a fart. I wonder if they stole it from the aliens. Oh my god! Conspiracy. Anyway, so that one's your favorite, cash. Yeah, yeah. All you need is cash. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you. Well, actually, and for finally. So, oh, where would you, where Drew? Where would you place this? You said this is one of your favorites. Mm, I'm gonna have to think about it. Okay. I don't know yet. All right. Well, we've we've I still will. got we've still got three episodes left before we have to give a full ranking at this point. So. Yeah, but I will say I really do like it. Uh, I've, I've always enjoyed nasty, and part of it is. That is, uh, it has all the trappings of Halloween without being mm-hmm. gory and terrifying, which is what I like. So, uh, it having vampires in it and uh, and quasi goth bands and all that stuff was was always uh, something I enjoyed about it. And, and we don't there's know, some great jokes in it too. We don't know exactly when this episode will air, but we think it's probably going to come out right around Halloween, which is very special. And we didn't plan it that way, but it's uh, it's brilliant timing. Well, I hate to spoil it for you, but it will be after Halloween. Oh. But not too it's much. It's after, after Halloween, Halloween right now. Hope, but yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. How how long after? It'll be in November. Oh, in November proper or like It'll be it'll be after the election. That'll be that'll be scary. Oh. I don't I don't know if it'll be after actually. Cuz before you could say it's Dia de los Muertos. Spooky. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, we come bad. out every week and there's uh there's a couple more before then, so. Yeah. But anyway, and thank you for letting us finally persuade you to come on this podcast. You are certainly welcome to join us for any of the four remaining episodes that we have. Oh, oh three. three. The three remaining episodes that I we mean, have. As much oh, as I, I would to love us. to. You know me. I have a lot of homework to do. But this was a lot of fun to do <laughs> once for me. You heard it here first, everyone. She's going to do the last Guys, two with I'm us. Guys, I'm writing yes. my yes. thesis for my master's. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I but this is great. I had so much fun. I mean, what is more like, I mean, you know, this is about a bunch of kids in school. So, like, I think that's perfect. Awkward wow. silence. Dead, dead <laughs> silence. Awkward. But you know what? I don't know I'm what happy you mean. Tristan right. fell asleep. He's nice and quiet. This was amazing. Oh, look, the listeners did, too. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> well, I well hope you guys enjoy the next episode, yeah. though, because I, I love that one as well. Um, so, yeah. Well, the, the, uh. next, the next episode is Time, which I recall Drew had certain opinions about that when we talked about that before. I do. But as I've said before, every Young Ones episode is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no regrets. I just like um, anything that's with Rick. when like. And everyone yeah. said I was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, 
thank you very much for listening. Uh, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Starship Warlock. Uh, no podcast in the middle. Uh, as of this episode, we will have already been out on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and a bunch of other platforms, including Spotify and some other ones that I don't know if I've even heard of. But you might be on them and listening to this now. So great. Um, absolutely tweet us if you have a comment something to say a question to ask whatever uh we will attempt to answer it uh we might not even answer it on here because we might have recorded all the episodes but don't let that dissuade you uh so that's it for that's it for nasty thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time on starship podcast warlock <laughs>